Another day of nearby strength in Class 3 milk while deferred contracts dropped lower. There's about a $0.03 premium on October versus the December contract, with prices even lower into 2021. The lack of carry in the market, which of course is being shown on cheese contracts as well, continues to be a result of trying to rush to meet government purchasing demands nearby. There are so many fundamentals heading into winter that are hinting toward justifying those weaker prices in the deferred contracts. The market that's predominantly bearish right now would be butter, which dropped yet again into the 130 per pound level today on the CME spot market, the lowest we've seen these prices since May. We are seeing renewed lockdowns in big cities around the world. Outdoor dining options will soon dwindle. And honestly, we have no idea what's next for the Farmer to Family Food Box program. But as of right now, purchases are not going to be extended beyond October. One positive thing we can discuss today, though, (laughs) are those really solid export figures for August moving out of the U.S. into the world market. Lucas, fill us in on some key takeaways within that data. There is certainly some good news here after a bit of a bearish opening from you, Alyssa. We did get those August numbers this week, particular strength on a few different markets, including the key markets of cheese, nonfat dry milk, and dry whey and WPC figures. It was just shy of the all-time August record high exports on a total basis, that record back in 2018, but it was the 12th consecutive month now of stronger exports versus prior year. I think a particular accomplishment in a year like we've had with such incredible volatility. On the nonfat dry milk front, trends pretty similar to what we've seen this summer. All four months between May and August have set a record export volume for that particular month. While Mexico demand is decent, it's still a bit lower versus prior year. It's Southeast Asia that continues to drive those really strong volumes that we're seeing leave the country. Philippines and Malaysia in particular in August imported nonfat dry milk at more than double prior year levels. Looking to some other product, cheese was maybe a bit stronger than expected. We saw cheese prices race higher in June and especially into July when blocks set that record high. So that tells me that either these August shipments were contracted over a several month period in the summer or that perhaps there were some uh, processors or co-ops that were maybe taking discounts to keep those cheese exports flowing. Finally, on the dry away front, just incredible volumes moving into China. They continue to build their inventories and focus on also rebuilding their hog herd after ASF devastated the herd over the past two years. Not a new trend there, but looking ahead in high ground opinion, I think we'll see those strong weight exports continue through the end of the year. I think that as we move into Q4, I think we'll see continued decent exports, and that will definitely be needed when we look at the potential supply we see coming from the U.S. front. Yeah, that's right. We had a predominantly neutral to bearish dairy products report to begin the week, which was incredibly bearish on butter. That cheese number, though, we were able to glean some bullish behavior within the U.S. production trend into August. 
Yeah, definitely. I think if it was any other month or any other year than what we've seen so far in 2020, that cheese production number down 2.1% would be incredibly bullish. However, at High Ground, we just labeled that kind of slightly bullish. It's impossible to ignore the significance of that number, but I think a lot of that has been largely priced into this market. Over the past few weeks, we've seen cheese prices recover both blocks and barrels above the $2 mark with blocks all the way up in the 260s. Remember, this very products report is from August data and the price has increased since then. So I think largely price in the market. It was somewhat expected. I know that into August, we did see a lot of milk moving into class four channels, but a cheese decline of that magnitude cannot be uh, overstated. I think that probably reversed itself into September and October as that price increased and as people kind of realized the tightness in production by August and as milk production recovered, milk probably flowed very quickly into that. So I think we'll see a a reversal of that number in next month's data when we get those September figures. Looking at other highlights of the dairy products report, you did mention butter, incredibly bearish, just yet another month of extremely strong production. Certainly no shortage of product there between the high production and also high stocks that we have in the country. And that's pushing the price lower, like you mentioned, lowest prices since May into today as we speak on Thursday the 8th. And then finally, non-fat dry milk and skim milk powder up on a combined basis, uh, reflecting that strong milk moving into class four overall. I think a key takeaway on non-fat though is that stocks declined in August. We're now back to the lowest monthly volume of any month since December 2019. So that's opposite the record high stocks that we saw in April. A significant drawdown here in the past few months, kind of tightening up that market. We've seen that reflected on prices. Solidly, I think, supported above the 110 mark. Maybe a little bit of profit taking here in the past few days as we drop down from, I think, 114. But overall, decently supported and uh, strong demand expected through the end of the year to support that non-fat dry milk price moving into Q4. Thank you so much, Lucas. As always, I think we have to just mention on Tuesday that incredibly strong global dairy trade auction event. Average winning price up 2.2%. A lot of that strength was in the form of fat, which we discussed in our podcast last week. The fact that Fonterra removed so much fat from offer volumes really pushed markets in hydrous milk fat and butter markets higher. Ultimately, something that we had anticipated when it comes to skim milk powder, the overall Index was down, but there was incredible strength on C1, which tells us that buyers are still purchasing hand to mouth. And then further strength on whole milk powder with all contracts settling above 3,000 per metric ton for the first time since July. So even with China on holiday, saw some solid results out for that, which is positive for global markets. Hey, we've got a surprise for our listeners tomorrow. We're going to be releasing a bonus episode for dairy producers going over the dairy revenue protection tool and how or why producers should be utilizing that. Have a great day, everyone. Cheers. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you're interested in receiving more information, as well as our analysis, please visit highgrounddairy.com to request a free 30-day trial today. Futures and options trading involves substantial risk and is not suitable for all investors. (laughs) 